Hi, this is Mike. This is Charlie from America. And this is Matt from London, who's not in America. <laughs> You're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Core community. Hello, Charlie from America. How are you? Hello, mate. How are you? <laughs> Was that your English accent? It's best I can do. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, it's fun dark this year. <laughs> right, that's why I'm from Baltimore, but that's why I refer to myself as a Baltimoreon. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, without, I suppose we've explaining. So, this week we've got our friend Charlie from, as you say, from America, uh, who's here to talk to us about your experiences with Lacuna Coil and your favorite songs and all those kind of things that we, we ask of our fellow fans. Uh, right now, Russell, Mr. Taylor, is currently in his car somewhere on the M20 in, in post Brexit Britain. Uh, I believe he's, <laughs> he's sitting in 12 miles of tailback uh, w- watching a car slowly burning away. So um, hopefully we'll get him on the show later. But if we don't, well, um, um, he'll be he'll be here at some stage. Uh, and if and I'm sure when he arrives, he'll be here cursing and swearing as well as a consequence of that. So, um, Mike, how are you doing, sir? I'm good, thank you. Um, just busy, busy with work and uh, working out what vinyls to buy. If <laughs> still, I've not done that yet. I need to get on board with that. Oh, mate, yeah, you're talking about EPs, perchance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. You need to get yeah. on board. You're going to miss out. I will. I'll buy, I'll buy them tomorrow. Yes. You'll be able, you know, you don't want to miss out and, and have this not have this stack of EPs at home that you can't play. Yeah, yeah. Add to the bit of stack. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> I <laughs> see. I was thinking that you could take a slightly different approach here and uh, get those frames and put the the vinyls in the frames and just decorate your house with album covers. There you go. Yeah, yeah, a whole wall. Yeah, you should, totally do that. you should totally mm. do that. You should totally it do would. that. It oh, would. Wow. Uh, so, Charlie, how are you, sir? How have you been doing? I usually tell people that I'm on top of the grass and everything else is icing on the cake. <laughs> 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 that feels like a bit, of a, a bit of a mixed metaphor. I don't know. I don't necessarily have icing on my grassy cake, but I can't yeah. understand what you mean. At my age, when I wake up in the morning, it's an event. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, at my age, it feels like an event half the time. I got up this morning and I did not want to go to work. I was like, oh, this is not good. I think it's a bit of a late night last night, and I can't even blame alcohol more as the pity. It was just feeling my age. So there we go. Um, as for me, it's uh, it's been a very busy time actually. Uh, work and play, lots of things going on, um, lots of things at home, lots of things to divert my attention. Whether it's garden or uh, DIY or yeah, just bits and pieces really. I, I look at my calendar and it's just filled up all the time. So crazy, 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 crazy life. This is twenty twenty apparently. So I'm not quite sure when we're supposed to enjoy the fruits of our labour. It just feels like we're just in the middle of labour. So we've gone, mm. to, we've gone back to the Middle Ages where no one actually has any time off. We just work until we die. So <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit morbid anyway. Sure anyway, yeah, there you go. I thought I'd leave that. That's a Monday thought for you both. There you go. Work until you die. <laughs> I've been I've been busy with uh, with friends that need help. And, you know, that's how I usually am. I help my friends out. And I've had a friend with medical problems and taken a lot of time up helping them. Gotcha. Well, uh, that sounds very altruistic, mate, and, and and as selfless as I know you to be. So, fantastic. Um, and I'm sure you've been absolutely um, invaluable to your friends. So, thank you for that. It's one of the reasons why we love you so much, mate. 
Thank you very much. That's my superhero mode I'm in. <laughs> I can imagine. I don't need to imagine with a cape. I think I've pretty much seen you in a cape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, see me and, in a straight jacket too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? will be here all night just chatting away. Um, so news-wise, uh, I think that probably the only main piece of news that I've seen this week is that uh, Lacuna Coil have said that they're going to be attending the Flowers Festival in uh, Torino, in Italy, on the 8th of July, uh, with the uh, Guano Apes. So I just saw that announced this week, as they're bringing their Black Soul to the stage of Flowers Festivals. Their words, not mine. So you're, I don't know if you're in that part of Italy uh, over in July. Uh, it's going to be a lovely hot day, I'm sure of it, and worth checking out. I've never been to Torino, so I think I really need to go there at some stage. Whether or not I manage to get there for, for July or not is debatable, but it'd be nice to head over there. Charlie, let's talk about you, sir. So, as you know, or as you've been kind of informed by Mike, we'd like to have a chat and find out how you got into the band and all those kind of juicy tidbits or bits of information about our fellow coilers. So, let's just fire away and i'll ask you the the big question how did you get into lacuna coil sir why did i just just get a chill up my spine (laughs) (laughs) um uh it it happened innocently uh around 2005 i think it was because i remember i told i tell the story a lot among my friends it i went to a store looking for a computer game and i found the game called vampire bloodlines and yep. it had a sep- it had a separate soundtrack, and I said, "Who the hell are these people?" And I put the soundtrack on, and one song out of that entire CD grabbed me. And you all know what that song was, of course, of course, well, of course. Yeah, right. I I heard this voice singing. I heard this guitar work. It was totally different. It blew me away, and I listened to that song for about hmm, maybe six months before I even looked into the band, you know, cause they said, somebody said it's an Italian band. I said, I'm not going to understand anything else they're singing. Just for the, yeah, uh, just for the game. Yeah. So I, I started listening to the other stuff. I started downloading all of it. I couldn't get enough of it. It was, it was, it was one of these things where uh, very seldom do, do songs send this chill up my spine when I hear it. And like every other song I was listening to in their album repertoire was 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 sending those chills up my spine. I couldn't believe the effect it was having on me. Yeah. That's that's my introduction to the Lacuna Coil. And that chance occurrence of me deciding to buy a computer game that day is the reason that I'm here talking to you all today. And why I have like what I consider familia in Italy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Massive change. What sort of music were you into before you discovered them? Were you always into heavy metal or rock metal? Or was this a complete change for you? I was into heavy metal before it was heavy metal. It was just called hard rock. I mean, I've told yeah. people before. My first show at 14 was uh, Jimi Hendrix. When my cousin took me to see in Baltimore in 1970. Uh, June, I think it was. And, uh, and I grew up loving that kind of music. But I also loved film soundtracks which was symphonic by nature so i don't know where i got all that it's just that during a 20 year or so period of my life i dove more into jazz than anything else with some dabbling in um in rock uh, in metal um some evanescence here or there but 
Coil was was my my first early introduction to what is considered now as metal. And I'm kind of like 90% coil. Everything else is just music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I do know what you mean. <laughs> so what was the first album you bought? Did you pick up Coma Line straight after, or did you explore one of the other albums once you kind of established well, that they made more than one song Kamalize, in I, I, I went right out and bought Kamalize because because of Swamped and uh, was listening to a lot of the songs off of Kamalize, but I, I, I started listening to some of the earlier stuff and uh, found that I, I liked everything I heard there also. Um, then the, the album that really, really got me when it came out was Dark Adrenaline. That's, that's the one that secured me forever with the band. Really? And why was that? That was, when I was listening to that album, I heard every song that I would hear coming off of that album. I just, it just sent a chill up my spine, every song. I mean, Trip the Darkness, Kill the Light, Upside Down, End of Time, Intoxicated become, became one of my new favorites. My favorites would change from time to time. Intoxicated, Army Inside, um, they don't play it hardly at all, but that Losing My Religion cover, I think it's better than an REM version. Just mm-hmm. my opinion. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think I think it's it was quite, given how... The size of the uh, what's the word I'm looking for that the sort of the pillar that, that losing my religion's on right it's it's just everybody says you know that is yeah. the song that yeah. you've got to be really brave to touch because it's so so REM I think it was amazing that what Marco and the rest of the band managed to do with that song to make it theirs uh, I think it's, it's yeah I totally agree with you so look so, what look what they did with the Pesh mode I mean yeah yeah absolutely absolutely. So, Charlie, do you have like a favorite all-time song of theirs? Is it Swamp because that was your, you know, your first one, or have there others superseded it from Dark Adrenaline or elsewhere? Would you say? Oh my God, it's like every album they come out with, it's different, and every album they come out with, I always say that's their best one. And <laughs> yeah, you could make an, you could take that one album and fill up an entire disc of their best of just with that album. I do that every time. So. Um, I, I grab onto songs off of albums and I listen to them incessantly. But then when it all comes back around again, Swamped is that anchor of my yeah. coilness. Coilness? Yeah, my coilness. I think and, coilness uh, is a good term. Yeah. yeah. When I hear that song, Swamped, I, um, many times when they played it, I break into tears because it has such a feel for me. It has such a it – has, it's become – the 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 one single song that has literally changed my life yeah yeah incredible incredible how that one trip to the store to pick up that game has uh, right set you on this path hey? how amazing is that it's, it's got me some of the best friends i've ever had in my life it's got me people that i love dearly a, a country that i love dearly so yeah mm-hmm there we go. Fantastic. So I know you've seen them many times in concert, but do you remember the first time you saw Lacuna Coil in concert? Ironically, I didn't go, I didn't see Lacuna Coil ever, ever until 2014. Um, I was, I was afraid to go to shows. Um, at the time I was like 45 pounds heavier with balding around the sides that I call them the old man earmuffs. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, I had this, this really, I, I just 
kind of thought that me being an old guy in my 50s at the time, going to see a band, a metal band, I had this preconception that I wouldn't fit in, that I would stand out like a sore thumb, that people would make fun of me or laugh at me. And, and that I, I finally went to see them uh, when they did the Hottest Chicks in a uh, hard rock uh, tour um, in Virginia in 2014. Uh-huh. And uh, the people there made me feel part of the crowd. I mean, this is you're talking to a person who was afraid he might stand out in the crowd and look at me at their shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You should be afraid of that. So, you generally do stand out in the crowd now. So, yeah. so what I did was, uh, <laughs> well, because I, I'm totally nervous inside, I'm always the kind of person that wants to hide. The only way I can overcome that is by going over the top, literally. Uh-huh. Um, I, I brought them their the cookies. I always bring them from Baltimore. I bought these specially made cookies called Burgers Cookies. And I showed up there the first time and handed them to them and said, guys, you need to eat these cookies. And that kind of started my thing with those guys. I, I sent a, I got a murky picture at the meet and greet desk of uh, me with um, Christina and, and Andrea was pe- peeking through and the flash didn't go off. So it was really dark. And I valued that picture for a little while so much. But um, now I've got too many pictures and I they're, they're now my friends, you know that. So I, I, um, I started taking cookies. I started taking candy, and I kind of, the the best way to a band's heart is through their stomach. <laughs> <laughs> so true, yeah. Especially an Italian band's heart. Yeah, yeah, sure <laughs> though. So of course you've you've met them, as you say, they're they're friends now. So you, when was the first time you met them? Was it at that show? I suppose you said it, it was, was, but was it you know in a more kind of social setting? Was it there or was it later? It was there uh, that I just kind of, well, actually, Maki was walking by uh, and I caught his attention. I saw him. I said, hey, can I take a picture with you? And uh, but but that that show, I just knew them a little bit. And I started to go to more every show I could find in the area, in Baltimore area. And I would say it's Charlie, the cookie guy, because I wanted to make an impression. I wanted to I wanted them to remember, remember my face. Gotcha. And um and then I started sending them friend requests. Um, I eventually I sent a note to Christina. I said, "Look, if you ever if you ever uh, call your friends uh, list on FB, could you let me be your friend?" Mm-hmm. And like maybe five minutes later, I got a friend request from her. So oh, I mean, that's that, amazing. That, that shows you how she is. Yeah. So I mean, so I kind of wormed my way into it. But then I think it was during the Delirium tour where everything just took off. My friend Pat Brown Kearns yep. had started getting me to go to show after show after show. And we went to a ton of shows during that tour. And that's when I decided that I wanted to see him play in Italy. And everything else took off from there. Mm-hmm. And we, we first met, didn't we? We first met at the 119 show. And then obviously last year over in Italy as well. So, I mean, that was, that was an amazing experience for me meeting you in the pub next door and you give me a rest, rest a week as a present, which was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably one of the I, highlights I, of a very, of a day full of highlights. I have to say, was you giving me a rest about, a about a year ago at the Porco bar outside of Milan, uh, Diego had I'd given him a bunch of gifts in the past. He gave me this long coat that I value so much. I love the coat, but it was a gift from him. And, and uh, I wore that coat with my Rasta wig outside the venue and inside the venue that for that show so yeah i remember that wig <laughs> brilliant brilliant so I wear, 
I wear my red hair hat all the time because it's become kind of like a mark uh, tradition with me now. It's kind of like my moniker. It's not just red, though. There's blues. I've seen purples. There's a variety of them I've seen. Green. Green. And they're I, every... Mar Marty has the green one. It's Porco. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Again, I don't think it would be you. I don't think I would recognize you at a show if it wasn't for the that kind of... what well, uh, It's like a John McEnroe headband with just... Hair coming out the yeah. top of it. So yeah, uh, you know the uh, the year the year that they uh, did another North American tour back in September, I think 2017. It's when uh, when I showed up in Atlanta to see them, and that's where uh, Maki, me, and Andrea all got uh, caught the flu, the same bug. Yeah, and um, that's when I crowd surfed. I you know 60 years old, and, and I'm I saw them passing people up, and I'm in my straight jacket outfit with my with my inmate pants. And my red hair hat. And I said, hey, can you guys do that to me? You know, because I figured, what the hell? Might as well go for it. And they they tossed me up and passed me up to the front of the stage. Brilliant. And I, they, they, they brought me out right by Diego while they were playing Delirium. And, and Didi told me later on, he said, he sees me coming up. on. He couldn't believe I was doing it. But, you know, but that's, that's me being impulsive. And, and my brother Mike there with you guys is, is the one that helps me to curb that a little bit. Yeah, Mike brings us all down. <laughs> Charming. <laughs> Sorry, I had to rock in with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> you know, you know, I love you. You know, I love you. <laughs> so, I think you've kind of roundabout answered this question, Charlie. But I, it's a question that we ask everybody that comes on the podcast, and it's quite a simple one with probably a complex answer. And it's um, so: What does being a Lacuna Coil fan mean to you? family that's what it means it's it means being involved in a group of people that i i mean you could probably say the same thing about any other band that has a a strict following but as far as i'm concerned i've never seen so many people that are inclusive with you and and i feel part of a bigger thing here with this band and i feel that we're all connected yeah. and that keeps me going that's what I feel. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for that. And uh, thank you for joining us today on the podcast. I appreciate you taking time out of your, your schedule, uh, from helping friends to come and join us and talk about the Kuna Core, Charlie. That really means a lot to us. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, thank you. I really hope that we somehow manage to get together at a, at a show in the very near future, whether here in the UK or in Italy or elsewhere abroad, or maybe over in the US, it'll be a, fantastic to catch up with you again and uh you know we will you. but you guys have become the kind of friends that if i don't talk to you for a year we can talk again and it'll be like we never stop talking you are that, those kind of friends yeah, absolutely absolutely yes. thank you so much are you going to join us for our review i'm going to hang yeah okay let's hang right so thank you very much charlie Right, so I think that brings us on to our review today as we continue our journey through Lacuna Core's latest album, Black Anima. We have reached the song Under the Surface. Uh, and we have Charlie with us and, of course, snuck in like a, a black shrouded ninja 
Russell, you've joined <laughs> us as well. Ninja stars. Ninja stars. Ninja stars. Yeah, you got your ninja <laughs> stars. Right, so um, who's going to start? Who wants to start today on giving us an overview of Under the Surface? Is it me? Is it me or is it you, Russ? Is. is it me? Is I it? believe oh, it's okay. you. All right, okay. <laughs> let, let me kind of uh, ramble on for five or so minutes and then you can all fall asleep and wake up and tell me what you think. So, oh, hmm, where to start? Let's start at the beginning. Uh, so the the song Under the Surface op- opens with, I think, one of the best openings on Black Anima. Uh, that's on a first 25 26 seconds really hits your heart i love the way there's that heaviness there's that power it's one of the strongest openings in my opinion fantastic really heavy um and then pretty much straight away we get some i think some of andrea's best growling and i talked to this last time when we were um uh talking about now or never um but i think that um here this there's something sublime about the way that he opens this this song um really strong really focused all the way through to that so all your senses are compelled to lie and then we get christina coming in with the what i think is this 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 transition in the song because it straddles a really heavy powerful metal vibe but then it also goes into what feels like I don't want to say pedestrian, but it's not pedestrian. But there's a there's a kind of a strong rock vibe about it as well. I don't know if that makes sense. It really straddles that kind of genre. It's this hybrid of of really heavy, growly vocals, massive bass, and then we get the rock coming in all the way through her chorus, and then we get into the everything feels perfect when you're spinning lies, but deep under the surface, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You've got that. And it's really kind of pacey. It's, it's got a lot of momentum to it. And, uh, I must admit the first time I heard this song, I was somewhat both a little bit confused and maybe not sort of, I didn't really feel that it was the strongest song that I'd heard to that point in the album. And I thought it was overshadowed by other songs, but subsequently it's one that's really grown on me. Um, I really like that transition between the two musical styles, uh, the, the the heaviness epitomised by the bass and by Andrea's growl, and then that kind of that pacey chorus and and lead chorus that we uh, lead versing that we get from Christina. I really like that, um, and it, the music transitions pretty much pretty well through through the um, through the whole of the song. Actually, uh, I think the if I'm gonna pull out a few things that I would say maybe maybe overly critical. I think that the the structurally I don't think it's as bold as some of the other songs on the album. It's quite it's got quite a clean, clear structure to it. It's it's quite from a structure perspective it's quite predictable, shall we say? You've got your bridge, you've got your you know, you've got your um solo, you've got your return, that kind of stuff. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um I'd say that the the opening is a favourite of mine. I love Andrea's voices. Christina sings, sings a song with you know real clear competence that we'd expect from from Christina's vocals. But the, it's it's not something extreme for her. She's not. I don't think she's pushed herself hard. I don't think she's had to. Um, I think the rock elements are fine. I think they sometimes a little detract from the the metal core of it. Um, and I think maybe for that, except for that short guitar solo i think the guitars are the lead guitars the main guitars are a little underused in this they, they really just act in as a, as a sort of a backdrop there's nothing really strong in there um having said all of that i do think this is a crowd pleaser 
This could have easily have been a, a um, uh, something in the rock charts. A you know a single in the rock charts. I could e- easily hear it do that. I think it'll be a good crowd pleaser at a concert. I think he's got a lot of you know there's a lot of pace to the song right we talked in the past about reckless being a little pedestrian shall we say although it's you know it's a really well constructed song it's got some fantastic vocals to it this never feels like a, a pedestrian song where your heart races as you're you're going through this song and i think that'll be come across really live so yeah i'm a i'm a big fan of this song actually and i didn't think i would say that the first time i heard it it was one of those ones i thought yeah this is good but it's not great but now i think you know on any other album this would almost be a standout song but it's overshadowed a little bit by some of the other stronger songs here on Black Anima. Still a good song, though. There you go. Those are my thoughts. Uh, Rust, do you want to jump in and tell us what you think? Boom. I feel like I'm going to bring the side down now because this is probably, unfortunately, one of my least favourite songs on Black Anima. I agree totally on what you say about the beginning. Um, I love that part. I think it's the the strongest part of the song, um, the way it sort of sets up sort of atmospherics. Um, similarly, totally agree. I think it's a real, real strong high point for Andrea. I love his vocals. Um, but for me, I find this very similar to Now or Never, both in terms of the song and structurally. And it might just be because they're back to back. It's a bit too samey for me. And sort of, again, to, to bat on what you said last week, I view this similar to your comment on Now or Never, which is, I love Andrea's vocals, but I find Christina's vocal lines a little bit jarring to me on this. It feels like it's a little bit out of place uh, and it doesn't quite fit. But that being said, my favorite thing about this track and what I really, really love is the lyrics. Um, I think it's Lacuna Coil at their strongest in terms of storytelling. I think it's dark. You've got a progression from the beginning to the middle of the end. There's a lot of darkness in there. It, kind of ties in completely with the concept of black anima following on from delirium and i'll probably go so far to say it's some of my favorite lyrics from a lacuna coil song but one that's perhaps my one of my less favorites musically Mm. i didn't reflect on the lyrics and you're absolutely right there are some fantastically strong poetic lines in there full of imagery so yeah yeah and i totally take your point and i also take your point about that kind of this that sort of disconnection shall we say between the or the andrea lyrics and the christina ones yeah or the the way they sing the song which is why i've kind of tried to get it in my head like a, there's a metal part of this and there's a rock part of this because that's how it yeah. feels like it's constructed um but charlie what are your thoughts on this i remember listening to the songs without listening without looking at the titles and Many of them just caught me right away. And I think Russell's right about it. Under the surface, the beginning of the song hooked me. Um, And I kind of got a little bit less warmer towards the song as it went on. But then I I did look up the lyrics to see what exactly they were trying to say. And there were certain lyrics, parts of those lyrics that just reached out to me. For instance, um, well... With my depression life, there is no point. Loneliness won't let me go and crawls beneath my skin. Those are beautiful lines for me. Mm. And uh, But what I, I also found out something, uh, I was talking to Didi on what's happened. And we, he was saying, what's, what songs do you like? And uh, what, what are your favorites? And I started rattling a few. I said, I'm not sure about Under the Surface. And then he wrote, I wrote the guitar work for that one. You know, 
So because because I was asking him what, you know, what stuff he wrote the riffs for. And apparently he was able he was allowed <laughs> to write the riff uh, for Under the Surface. So that has because I have such this relationship with Dee Dee, I, I kind of like will like the song anyway, because he did the riff for it. I kind of I'm a Dee Dee guy. So yeah. there you go. Fair enough. That's a that's a fair comment. I didn't know that he um he did the riff for this. I think it's that particular piece to the and the 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 guitar solo I said before is short. It's really cool. I like it. Just needed to be longer. So maybe he didn't quite pass the test with flying colours. We need to encourage him to write more longer stuff. So yeah, fair he's, enough. He's he's growing. He's growing in this band tremendously. He's he's really maturing. And I think I think all his guitar work on this album is some of his best stuff. Mm. Yeah, I, I I do totally agree with you on that point. I hope he gets a chance to continue to grow because I think he's he's proving himself to be a, a ma- massive asset to the uh, the musical layers of Lacunacore's music, especially given that they're they're now at with one guitarist, right? They don't have the layers that they had before. So yeah, it's fantastic. Mike, what about you, sir? What are your thoughts on uh, this song? Uh, mixed, really. It's uh, like zombies uh, on drugs. I think for some elements <laughs> of it, I was like. As in the, the song zombies, and then you yes, went yes, on yes, drugs. Course, yeah. So right, okay, yes. like zombies on drugs. Okay, no, it's, it starts <laughs> it starts off so well as you've said with the opening, and with Andrea's growl. It's not just a growl; it's an angry growl. And an it's, angry growl. It's, yes, amazing. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean with yeah, it. Though yeah. I think that it starts off so well, but as we've touched upon it, the Christina, there's too much to, for me going on in this song that. Her bit doesn't quite fit with the rest of everything that's so at breakneck speed going on with it. And the interplay between them kind of works, but also is its downfall as a song that it doesn't, there's something quite not there with it. Mm, mm. And also, I think that the length of the song, if you look at the lyrics, if like I've printed them off, they're like War and Peace almost, they're that long that it could have been condensed possibly. I don't know. I don't know what to think of this. I like it, but I, I don't like it at the same time. It's obviously it'd be very good for radio play. I think that is aimed perfectly for that audience. Mm-hmm. And as you say, in a live uh, setting, I think it would work really well. Um, but jury's out with me for this, really. That's fair enough. You know, this song's shorter than now and ever, right? Is it? Yeah, yeah. This is uh, 14 minutes and 14 seconds, according to my Spotify playlist. Right. <laughs> Whereas now and ever is four, 4 minutes and 41. So it's, yeah. uh, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah no, I, I think I think you kind of broadly aligned on a lot of these things. Um, okay. So numbers-wise, here's the acid test. What am I going to give for this? I would say I like this more than now and ever. I don't think it's a strong al- song on the album. I think that were it on another album, it would stand out better. I think it's a little bit, it's a little incongruous in terms of the the vocal relationship with Andrea and Christina and this. I think it's, as you said, Michael, I think it tries to do maybe a little bit too much in one song. Um, maybe that's me uh, overthinking this. I think I'm going to give this, hmm, I think I'm going to give this a seven and a half out of 10 because it's grown on me. If you'd have asked me, Six months ago, or whenever, whenever Black Anima came out, I can't remember. Um, just before Christmas, if you would asked me then, I'd have probably said it was like a six or a five out of ten, something like that. But I think it's grown on me quite a lot. Not the strongest, but I've got a, got a soft spot for this song. What about you, Russ? Um, <clears throat> this is a six out of ten for me. Six out of ten? Okay. Uh, Charlie, what would you rate this out of ten, sir? 
Normally, I would say six, but CD factor is 6.5. Okay. All right. And finally, Mike? Yeah, strong six for me. A strong six, but not 6.5. No. All right. <laughs> All right so... <laughs> Fantastic. That's, that's from the East German judge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> six points, yeah. yeah. Uh, brilliant. <laughs> Do we get to do that anymore? I don't know. Is that one of the things we lost with Brexit? Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> so, okay, we have. Uh, I'm a bit surprised here. I was expecting to be at the lower end, kind of expecting other people to come in and tell me that I was wrong and I was a heathen and so forth. But as it stands, my seven point five is a bit of a standout in the crowd. So there we go. Uh, wouldn't say it's a mixed reaction. We're all about on about the same sort of page here. Um, in our uh, review of Under the Surface. There we go. And we are, well, essentially, if you include the bonus tracks, we are just passing the halfway mark on Black Anima. Mm. And and we've got a lot more to come. So, there we go. Under the Surface. Right, guys, I think that brings us to a close this week on the Empty Spiral podcast. It's been brilliant having Charlie joining us. Thank you so much, Charlie, for your time today. It's been a genuine pleasure having you here, and I'd like you to come and join us again sometime when you've got some time and you want to come and chat with us. It would be an absolute pleasure to see you here again, if you don't mind. I wouldn't mind at all. Thank you so much. But uh, I actually feel honoured that you guys, I mean, I'm not just bullshit. I mean, uh, well, (laughs) I would act. I actually feel you can, you can say bullshit. That's fine. Be on this. No, I didn't say it. No, but I actually do feel honored that you guys asked me because I see you guys the uh, holy trinity of uh, Lacuna Coil. Oh no! Don't call me holy trinity. My wife complains if I walk into a church, I burst into flames. Tongue firmly implanted in cheek. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, absolutely. No, I, I thank you for that. I, I totally understand where you're coming from, and uh, no, you, it's, it's, you honour us by coming on here. Seriously, to, to thank you. The more friends and fellow coilers you get on here, the, the better. Um, and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure where you join us today. And uh, again, come back soon, please. Sir. So, what's the plan for the rest of the week, guys? Anybody got anything exciting happening? Uh, Mike, you got anything on, or are you still work, work, work? Work, 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 and avoid the snow, snow, snow if it arrives. Oh, I hope not. I hope not. Mm. No snow. What about you, Russ? Me, aside from navigating burning cars leading to my lateness today, I'm off to Belgium on Friday, so um, I might have a couple of beers. Excellent. You do anything nice in Belgium? Any um, shows, I'm or? off to catch up with some friends in a band, and if she's available, I'm hoping to catch up with Gillian for a drink, which will be nice. Oh, give her a hug from me. I will give do. Give her a hug from I all of us. Do. Wow, that's... I'm jealous already. We'll go out, have a great time in Belgium, seriously. Um, with your friends in the bands and with Gillian and anybody else you manage to catch up with. Um, I've uh, always, well, I've been to Belgium once and I need to get over there more often. So please no, give everybody my regards. No, I will do. Thank you. What about you, Charlie? You got anything exciting happening? Uh, probably going to the gym to work out. And then I'm going to be visiting my friend at the hospital, as I usually do. So, you know, nothing major. Well, I hope you did. I hope you enjoy whatever it is you get up to, mate. Um, as for me, just work, lots and lots of work, and some busy stuff at home. So, but what I will say, uh, and I know it sounds like a bit of a cliche, but I mean this wholeheartedly. No matter what you guys got up to, make sure you listen to Lacuna Coil. 
And uh, the, the challenge for this week is let's see if we can introduce some completely new person to the wonders of this band so they can all start their own journey like we all have. That would be amazing. And then you get to report back next week. That's your homework. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much. Uh, to all our listeners, you can reach out to us, of course, at the Empty Spiral website. We're also on Facebook. And, of course, we're on Twitter. Um, you'll see the links in the show notes, of course, as well as on our webpage. And uh, we look forward to speaking to you all very, very soon. Take care, everybody, and uh, listen to more Lacuna Coil. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, guys. Ciao, ragazzi.